right. Hello. Welcome. I'm a few minutes late. I was trying to coordinate my Instagram with my Facebook. All of these fun things that when you're trying to share <laughs> multi-platform. Jeez Louise. So if anything, Facebook Live and being on Zoom have been working really great because then I get the private community thing going and then uh, Facebook and from now on, I'm only sharing the Facebook Live and my stories for 24 hours, and then they will be deleted. Um, and you can get all the recordings by joining in the Patreon. So welcome, welcome. April 13th, um, I was doing a monthly uh, thing with Magical Mothering Method on the 13th every month. Um, so today, I'm now doing this every day, so I don't need to do it just once a month, but Today, we're continuing with the waxing gibbous. I don't know if you've looked at the moon, but it's growing bigger and it's like becoming brighter at night. We've had a bunch of storms and clouds and winds and uh, the moon is still shining through. So through this journey, taking a moment to really honor the moon phase and connect with it. Like we're not, I don't want this to be astrology where you're just looking at your horoscope and seeing what it is for the day. But I really want you to go out and connect with the moon, connect with the earth, connect with the elementals that are happening in your area. Um, I went for a walk this morning. Um, hello, welcome. And is it uh, Iana? Maybe show me how to pronounce your name. Hi, Natasha. Welcome. And Karen is here as well. So welcome, welcome. Amazing women. I went for a magical little walk this morning. I went on my regular walk, my like walk for me that is all brisk and like connecting you know like meditative walking which is so funny like I I'm not a um, meditator I may like get my shit out of my body meditator <laughs> like I have to move it through <laughs> or nothing is is happening up here so um and then after that I went for another walk just along the property because everything is coming up right now. Um, we've got May apples, which are the American mandrakes. <gasps> and I've never harvested the mandrake before. And uh, I feel so like nerd witchy. <laughs> I feel like super plant nerdy witchy going, oh my gosh. And there's just like fields, like all in the woods of all these little mandrake plop ploppings up everywhere and our ginsengs popping up and all of our apple trees are blooming and so pleasure like this is so pleasurable to me and so I want to gift you the opportunity to just go outside when this is done and take a moment to see the buds take a moment to see what stage the trees are in look at your lawn like our lawns in America are so amazing for wild edibles and medicinals. And this is an opportune time to see maybe some purple violet flowers coming up and all these little wild pansies and all these little things that are going to be the dandelions. These are all going to be popping up. Uh, you probably have wood sorrel. I mean, there's probably at least, I'm going to say 10 wild edibles and medicinals in your sidewalk your trees or your yard right now, <laughs> like just popping up like crazy before everybody starts mowing them all down. Um, so it's a, it's a perfect time to really connect 
with this opening and budding and experiential experimental phase of the waxing gibbous and um, I know in the private discord we've been having some conversations about our teenage selves and how incredible that this waxing gibbous um, is really like awakening that teenage rebellion trauma like so many of us had trauma as teenagers and or trauma in our teen years my um my sexual assault did not happen until i was 18 and then i was thinking about that i was like i was still a teenager like this is still a teen this is like i was 18 when it happened i was an adult and it was like no i was still a teenager um so kind of unraveling some of this stuff that we didn't share we didn't share this stuff with our friends we didn't share it with our parents we didn't share it with anybody um and so the waxing gibbous really gives us an opportunity to awaken and allow for those buds to open up um and mature in our own brain and our own mind through the trauma not despite of it um, and thank you, Natasha. Natasha says, uh, it's so beautiful to see how happy you are. So thank you. Yeah. Um, my morning walks and spending time in nature is so vital to my health and to my happiness. Um, I notice if I don't do it, I'm very snippety snappity. I'm like a little snapping turtle. <laughs> not very happy. I like get what I have to get done and it is not pleasurable at all. So I have to make sure that I said, you know, I wake up and I do my walk and I take time in nature and I and I just spend an hour in awe of what nature is and does and like seeing all these little babies popping up everywhere that are called plants or weeds to everyone else just brings me so much joy and pleasure. So today I really want to talk about good morning Leandra. Um, I really want to talk about a pleasure practice. And this is something that I find that us as teenagers were really good at. Um, I had a pleasure practice of every time, like I got out of school um, and I take a nap. Like that's, <laughs> I would get out of school. I'm not a morning person or I wasn't when I was going to school. So I'd literally wake up three minutes before I had to be at school and run down the block to go to school. Um, and so, I would take a nap every day after school and I'd have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with chocolate milk after school and like just these little rituals that really made me feel good. And so I've been really unraveling who I was as a teenager, who I was. I was very, um, my, my mom and dad were, I was very blessed that they allowed for me to dress rebelliously i was a punk rocker so i had short hair and it was bleached blonde and then dyed purple and i could have piercings and um i could dress however i wanted so i often wore like like size like three t shirts that were really short <laughs> and like i could like put them and they were just like super little i was i was you know i was a punk rocker and I was allowed to go to some shows and things like that. So I was able to express myself pretty clearly. I was the third child. I was their last and they were pretty lenient with me compared to my brother and sister. Um, and my mom had gone back to work, so she just didn't have the time to like control every little thing that I did. Whereas my older sister, she was a full-time mom to her. 
was in all of her business was super you know we just had different different raisings and so um looking at your own childhood looking at your own and specifically your teenage years and i would include middle school in this because middle school is pretty traumatic middle school even now is our um so looking at those years from about 10 11 12 all the way through 20 and looking at this so it's a pretty broad time frame um from 12 to 19 is a seven year span, which is what Rudolf Steiner really asks us to look at is these seven year time frames. And so what occurred during that time? How were you able to express yourself? How did you have pleasure in your life? Um, and in middle school, it's an interesting thing thinking about it. Uh, somebody shared like we should get back into a pleasure practice of being able to physically touch people in a way that is non-sexual. I remember being in middle school and having like my best friends and we would touch, we'd play with each other's hair. We were very touchy feely and it wasn't sexual. It wasn't like this sensual thing. It was just very, we were still very childlike in that way, but we were going through puberty, but we needed a lot of touch. And I remember just like snuggling with my friends and snuggling up with movies and just being very um touchy-feely um and dance always massages and back and arm tickles yes yes yeah you remember like i remember the first time i got my fake nails done in middle school and like we'd give each other back rubs and back scratches i don't know it's just like there's something so beautiful about women being able to be affectionate with other women um in a way that is just honoring and i think that's why i got into massage and i know karen you did massage therapy too so i think that is why i got into massage because i'm a physically affectionate i love being touched i love being nurtured that feels very safe and nurturing and loving to me and my body being touched in a very non-sensual way where I could just like relax into a touch knowing that it wasn't gonna, I didn't have to give anything for it. I didn't have to, I wasn't expected to like follow through with anything. It was just a touch. Um, and this is why I love massage so much. I don't physically love giving massages so much because there really isn't a way for a massage therapist to give a massage where they're not then harming their own body. Um, there really needs to be some new techniques that are developed so that a massage therapist is not giving of their own soul and essence and physical being in order to help somebody feel better. So, um, but this goes to this aspect of pleasure and a pleasure practice. So I'd love to hear from you. What are just some things that pop into your mind of what would create a lot of pleasure in your life? And this could absolutely be sensual. This could absolutely be yoni eggs and dildos and self-pleasure and all of that kind of stuff but it could it can absolutely be that you can have a daily pleasure practice that is very sensual and very um awakening to the physical body and you can also have a pleasure practice that is very mentally pleasurable that is very emotionally pleasurable that is spiritually pleasurable as well as physically pleasurable. So I almost want to open and broaden this spectrum of pleasure because I think when we think, especially as a mom, like 
we you know, we got to slip in a lot of these pleasure practices, especially if it comes to sensual pleasure with a partner. It's like we're like literally sliding it in in the corner very discreetly, trying to get get a go get it going. But um, when we when we open ourselves up to experiencing other forms of pleasure, when do we do that? Like between cooking and cleaning and tidying and laundry and all of these things. I know in the mundane to magical deck, like that was a big part of the mundane to magical deck was creating pleasure from the mundane, making it so that when you're doing the laundry, you're like feeling the fabric and like every fold that you're doing, you're like so grateful for the, the clothing that you get to adorn yourself and your kids with. But let's take it even a, a like a little bit further past that. What would create, yeah, micro moments, right? I love that. What would create pleasure physically, emotionally, which, wow, emotional pleasure. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel like we focus on that very much. Mental pleasure. Like, yes, reading is great, right? But um, hi, sunshine, and welcome, Tamara, if you're still here, welcome, welcome. Um, I feel like w mental pleasure, I think of like reading and researching and deep diving and connecting the dots, but I don't know if that's necessary, the pleasure, like what would be something that would be mentally, emotionally, spiritually pleasurable? I'd love to kind of unravel this because I feel like, and it could be different for anybody, right? Um, I know for me, like the walks that I'm doing, identifying each of the new little friends that have popped up is very mentally pleasurable because I'm a, I like things. I'm a little, I could probably be a little OCD in this way where I really enjoy things in baskets. Like this goes in this place and this goes in this, this place. So plants are like so much jam because they all have, like, oh, this must be in the mint family. And this is the, in this family. And we've got this and these correlate. Oh, and there's eight different types of violets. And so for me, that's really mentally pleasurable to like put everything in a neat little tidy basket of like identification. Um, and so it's interesting that is control pleasurable? And in what, in what ways, right? Because as I'm talking, I'm like, ooh, that's like, that's like being able to control. Um, Karen says, a little spot in my backyard, rocking chair, cool breeze, poetry, feet in the grass. Oh my gosh, yes. Pleasure central. Ooh, I could feel like tingleys. Oh, yes, yes. And poetry, thank you for bringing that up because I feel... Wait, did you write a lot of poetry as a teenager? I know that I wrote a lot of poetry. Like, it just flowed out the um, multi-sensory, baby. Yes, indeed, Karen, I love it. Um, poetry, I feel like, is one of those things. And, and that could be it. Uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, maybe with like a really cool calligraphy pen, you know, or like, in a little book with your ink bottle, like all the sensory things there and writing poetry. Uh, and welcome, Lisa. Welcome, welcome. So yeah, 
unraveling and, and this is really what the discord group i think is for as well is that we can uh expand on this pleasure practice and really share um these aspects for me nature is definitely a pleasurable experience even in its uncomfortability and i think we need to realize that sometimes pleasure can make us emotionally mentally physically actually uncomfortable to receive that pleasure right because as we're receiving pleasure and we can receive pleasure i feel like from nature really easily where we can go oh it just gives it to everybody but what about receiving pleasure is there some holdups when it starts coming from other people is it oh because you gave me pleasure i owe you pleasure now because you gifted me this experience do i need to gift this back to you um, and I think as women, we do this a lot, right? We have a, a really good phone call with somebody and we were able to like release a bunch of stuff and like be cathartic. And then we're like, oh, I owe them now. You know, we can't just like receive the release. <laughs> we can't just receive the friendship or receive that listening ear. And it's interesting because I do sessions, they're very different. The, the way that I differentiate my less my sessions with people if i'm on a on a call with a friend i am a listening ear that is what i do as a friend if i am having a session with somebody then i'm leading them through visualizations i'm taking them on journeys i'm unraveling things for them i'm like physically doing these aspects um, with them and for them versus a phone call with a friend i am a listening i'm just a sounding board we're not i'm not going to do a healing and that's i it really took me a long time to figure out how to be a friend without having to gift my magic to my friends and it automatically comes out but i know so many of you are amazing magical gifters and can i help you yeah i wanted to show you <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I want to show you my trees that I just wood burned. He just got a wood burner and he just made these awesome so little trees. I was drawing by like dots. Yeah. But I just figured out that you can actually just draw by I lines. love it. Keep practicing. Thanks for showing us. You're amazing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Pleasure. Pleasure in experiencing new things. And Lisa um, says, owning my own time, being able to do what I want with my time instead of what I have to. Ooh, such a good pleasure point. I love that. I could think of a million ways to spend my time that would make me happy, but I never have time or enough time for those things. Yeah, great point, Lisa. Like sovereignty over our time, our money, our resources, our children, our homes. Sovereignty is an incredibly pleasurable. And I think as teenagers, that's ultimately what we're like fighting against the system. We're raging against the machine. We're like, what the fuck is happening? Why do I have to go to work? Why do I have to make this money? What is this bullshit? I want to sit around and like listen to music all day. <laughs> I don't want to have to do any of those things, right? I think as teenagers, we really see the nonsense of what the system is. And then eventually we like grow it up and have to do it. And so Lisa, this is a great point 
of having pleasure. So what are you spending your time doing and how can we maybe shift mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically to gain sovereignty over our money, resources, and time. Time is huge, 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 huge. Um, I love that. So that in it of itself is a, is an incredible pleasure practice, right? And, and creating a pleasure practice where you gift yourself time. Like I know Karen has, um, and it, and it comes in weird ways. Like Karen might have some, uh, ways of like, she creates these amazing weaving and these tapestries that are incredible works of magic and art and healing. And yet she's got like three little kids running around and it's, she doesn't have time to do it <laughs> by any means. Like, but it's almost like you create the time to do it in the reality that you have around you because there will never, ever, ever be enough time ever. So you have to just pick it up and do it while you're in the chaos of life around you. And it's the same thing for me. Like I realized that harvesting, I would just pull my kit, like, nope, we're going harvesting. This is what we're doing. You can run around and play, but this is what I get to do because it brings me pleasure. Um, while watching shows, having something that you can do craft-wise while you're just watching a TV show, maybe that's how you spend time with your partner or things like that. I noticed it was really important for my partner for me to be present during our, like, movie watching time um and so for me to be able to still be present for this joint effort of watching a movie together and having something that we can chat about I also needed something that was pleasurable to me and started doing some little crafts and just handcrafts um that then I felt like I could have pleasure and enjoyment hey Jesse um so yeah this pleasure practice and this is this is again this is not perfection this is a pleasure practice i almost would love to call it like pleasure experimentation like what can we do to bring in pleasure into our lives and how can we intentionally create that every day but especially during this waxing gibbous because the waxing gibbous which we have two more days of the waxing gibbous until we go into the full moon. So the next three days, how can you create the most amount of pleasure, knowing that this is a time of really allowing for yourself to unravel that teenage self, allowing for yourself to be very experiential and experimental. Um, hello, Chantel and allowing for this space of pleasure and having a pleasure practice really unraveling for you and in your life. So um, I'm very excited to continue this conversation over in Discord and just giving some ideas. And I, I, I think what I'll do is I'll actually create a whole little thread for that's just called pleasure practice. And we can literally just put in, what's really neat about Discord is it's a way to just chat. And then there's a way of organizing the chats as well. So we can have 
a whole thread that just called pleasure practice. So when we go into that thread, we can just like, if we're needing ideas, if we're needing inspiration, we can just scroll through the chat and go, oh, okay, that's a, I want to try that. I want to, I want to use that. Um, and so like another thing that is very pleasurable for me are crystals. And I did want to take a moment to just share if you have crystals crystals love being touched and used and um, felt i have these giant moki marbles in my hands if you're listening to the audio recording and crystals are a great way to physically receive pleasure and especially if you're going through and really creating um just space pleasure practice space. So Karen uh, mentioned prioritizing creating, which is a great point that we can have time just fly by if we're not intentional about our time. Um, and so prioritizing your creating, your crafting, your art, your writing, your drawing, prioritizing your time. Hi, Amanda. Um, yeah, Amanda just shared that she had a few minutes of alone time and took a bath. Um, I thought to myself, what do I want to do without kids around? And a healing bath was the answer. I put rose quartz in the bath with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it's grabbing and taking moments in time, and it's not some people don't have the luxury of not having to go to work or, you know, not having to work or th things like that. So, or having, if you have littles running around, it doesn't matter. We all, whether you're 15 or 87, we all have the same amount of time in a day. It's just a matter of how are we prioritizing it? What are we doing with that time? And yes, some of us are moms that have kids that we have to prioritize in our time, or we have nine to five jobs that we have to prioritize in our time. But there's definitely ways of creating space intentionally to practice pleasure. And I would say in those times that you feel like you have to be doing things like dishes and watching children and going to work, those should very intentionally be made into pleasure practice times. <laughs> like it's not, the pleasure practice doesn't come out of those times. Um, and I love that like Karen's kids are running around and chatting with her while she's having her pleasure practice. And so it's just a reminder, like we have these amazing beings in our lives. They chose to have us as parents and we get to intentionally be there for them and for us simultaneously 99% of the time or there, you know, that 1% moment when we actually get our alone time <laughs> and then our brains are going like this because we're like, oh my gosh, I so and then that 1% is gone because we're so excited <laughs> it's then gone. But um, yeah, pleasure, pleasure. And think about how society views pleasure it's very erotic it's very sexualized it's very uh provocative right and so how do we as women who are ushering in a new paradigm if we start sharing about our own pleasure practices that 
are just pleasurable that just awaken and tingle and electrify the whole body like being on facebook live and in zoom every day with you guys is such a pleasurable experience like being able to share my little weird joys and my thoughts and just be kooky with you ladies for 30 minutes every day is so pleasurable and it's so refreshing to be able to just be in community and collaboration again i've i've really missed it and i've realized how much i truly love it so um amanda i've been doing a 10 minute meditation in the morning and at night and it's been great yet making it happen absolutely hi serena um so i'm gonna i'm gonna hop off now and um but i really would i would love to continue this conversation either on patreon under the recording or in discord like i was saying i'll make a little pleasure practice um thread that way we can just throw some ideas like karen's little spot in her backyard rocking chair cool breeze poetry feet in the grass i can imagine like a sumac lemonade you know like a wild crafted lemonade or something with some lemon balm or i don't just let's share all of these ideas and inspirations with each other so that when we're lacking pleasure and we're just like in the mess of things when we're just maybe the moon phase is just one of like death and you know grief and things like that we can still tap into the energy of when we wrote these and we can like oh yes that sounds so pleasurable i can do that i can do that um because a daily pleasure practice and yesterday for me it was having some good afternoon sex and then a nap i was like yes please this i could thank you all about it thank you waxing gibbous moon for like getting it getting me into that space where it was definitely wanted you know it's like woo. as a mom sometimes it's just like oh i can hear the kids i you know you gotta We've got, we live in a small house. We don't have doors. We don't own doors and we have a door, but it's attached to like an open building. <laughs> so uh, we get to be really creative and sometimes very quick and sometimes, you know, very odd blankets over things that, you know, you're like, hey, no, we're just chatting in the bed in the afternoon you know it happens so um but that's so life that's that's life and i feel like if we that's a whole nother conversation right the whole sexualize sexualizing of children when really like intimacy is so important in a family structure and the kids physically being able to see travis and i make out but knowing that you know that's what we do as cut like a couple and it's safe to do so with people that you love but like i kiss my kids on the mouth and you know it's like my whole family is very affectionate but i think it's really important for us to see affection and intimacy displayed and not having sex in front of my kids but really allowing for them to see that travis like my husband and i really love touching each other and we're very affectionate and um I think this is just really important and I don't think children would be so sexualized if parents were truthful and honest about intimacy and sex 
and what it is and when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate. And my kids have even had experiences where they've kissed other kids or um, played truth or dare and got naked. You know, these are things that children do. Um, and we had to talk about like, when is this appropriate? And why did you feel like you needed to show them? And how did it make you feel, right? And they were like, well, it was really exciting at the time, but then I kind of felt like weird afterwards. And it's like, this is so important to be able to share these experiences. So I know that there's a lot of stuff on social media and Facebook and Instagram coming out about sex ed and things like this, but our culture is such a, yeah, and without the shame, right? Where it's like, I know that was, it was really exciting, but how does it make you feel now that she, she's not in your life? You know, all these things of exploring are so important and they're nine and 10, like kids, kids in elementary school are giving blowjobs to each other. Like it's, it's, it's happening, you know, and whether we want it to happen or not, we need to be having open dialogue about intimacy versus sex versus pleasure. We need to have open dialogue as adults. Like this is, this is not even talked about like, and we're adult women who have sex and have intimacy. Like, and it's such like a shun, it's such a puritanical culture that we live in, despite the fact that like, porn is everywhere. It's so odd. So uh, let's create more conversations about this too and create some solutions and some ways that we can be more integrative with our own emotions about this stuff. Like, does this bring up kind of weird stuff for you? You know, it's an interesting aspect of what kind of shame do we have around this? And this is a huge waxing gibbous thing too. As teenagers, we were shamed a lot for our budding and emerging sensual selves. So what kind of shame are we holding on to? A uh, culture of consent rather than a rape culture is so important. Amanda just said this. Yes, yes, yes. And a culture of self-control where men are held responsible for their own urges and their own actions and it is not put on women because of the skirts that they were wearing or the clothing um it's a very interesting thing that women are naturally shamed for just existing for making men feel urges and this when i went to a christian school i need to stop talking because i can talk all day but when i went to a christian school we weren't allowed to wear backpacks that had like the things in between our boobs, like the one, the one shoulder backpack, because it accentuated our breasts and it was our fault for wearing a backpack like that. And I go, the guys are allowed to wear those backpacks. Why can't I? And it was like, no, you need to honor them so that they aren't, you know, aren't, um, what's the word? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I can't think of the word, but like turned on, like you are t tempting them, you know, because of your existence pretty much. And it's, it's just a, uh, it's the warrior God culture that we have lived in for so long and moving and ushering into a goddess culture where life is honored 
um, and we are not shamed for existing. I don't care, you know, it's very interesting being in the Midwest. I don't wear a bra, I wear tank tops and I'll walk up to our neighbors and they just like, can't even, I don't have eyeballs. And I'm like, hello there, my face is up here. My gosh, you know, and I'll purposely like look at them in the face and make it really uncomfortable and awkward for them that like they can't control themselves. <laughs> it's just so, yeah, shifting, tempted. Thank you. Yes, that was the word tempted. I was we were tempting them, right? With my Harlequin tank top on. Uh, like they've never seen a nip. Yeah, well, you should see the nips they do get to see, right? I mean, it's fresh nips are always fun. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. So I think these are such important conversations and they do really come like I really enjoy this, uh, the Facebook Live simply because I come with like an idea and then there's an unraveling that happens. We get to really explore and unravel some of these fresh ideas that I wouldn't have thought about if I was just sitting here writing. So thank you for being engaging. Thank you for conversing. Thank you for being present for this unraveling that we get to have and share. So um, let, me, let me know more about your own pleasure practices. Um, and if you want to kind of think of it, I'm going to think about it in a way of like what mentally is a pleasure practice that I can do every day, physically a pleasure practice I can do every day, spiritually a pleasure practice, and then emotionally. I really want to have at least four, right? I feel like that is would be really beneficial to have um, at least four daily pleasure practices and to make the time to really ignite each of our parts and pieces of ourselves and then integrating those into something more cohesive. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you guys come up with. I'm now like, woo, I'm going to go do my PDF. So I'll get the PDFs listed right now. And that way you guys can get those. Um, I, as I'm kind of unraveling this, they're going to change a little bit. I want to create like a, a two spread PDF. I want one that has like the monthly theme and the stuff for the week. And then I want to create like one for each day. So thanks for experimenting with me. I'm like, and let me know feedback on the PDFs of maybe what space you guys would want on there. Um, because in my own brain, so if you want a space for gardening, if you want a space to write more, if you want a space um, that goes more into other topics, a to-do list on that page, things like that, uh, let me know because I, I want this to be something that that works for all of us and I know your ideas are going to just help make it even better so um, yeah so thanks for being here today I love you and I will see you all tomorrow